start working the intro is better. I got nothing. Like, uh, this one is just like, mmm. Bum, 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 bum. Just try to like mimic the music. Wow. It's the best I got. Welcome to After the Hype. <laughs> Courtesy of Daft Punk. <laughs> your host is Do you Brian like Dressel. Gem in the holograms and bright pink earrings? Well, this is not that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that is still there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, welcome to After the Hype. This host is always Brian Dressel. is always Jonathan Artisi. Truly outrageous. And Chewy Darcy. Hi. Uh, this week we are... Continuing our horror movie month uh, with a significantly better movie than last week, but uh, I still had a lot of fun last week just bitching about 30 Days of Night. So if you missed last week, please go back and check out our episode. It's a fun one to bitch about. It is Uh, such a fun movie. It'll let you know to never watch that movie if you've never seen it. And it's nice to have a punt before you get to the heavy hitter we've got today. Yeah, exactly. Uh, These two movies did not go well together (laughs) at all. Worst double feature ever. (laughs) Our, Our days of having... Oddly good double features has ended <laughs> spectacularly. Uh, and here we are talking about Revenge. The 2017 movie, the French. T- the 2017 French horror film. You need to uh, specify because there's more than one movie called Revenge true. out there. We are talking about the 2017 French horror film in the rape revenge genre. Not a movie that you would have ever expected us to cover here, especially as I've mentioned that I pretty much avoid any and all movies with rape in it because I don't think rape is entertaining and in entertainment it feels kind of counterproductive. Um, We'll get into why somehow this movie made it not okay, but not worthy of turning off a movie and actually ended up being a very, very good movie after we do a Where Have You Been Doing? And there's the face. I mentioned it last week. It happened again. Oh, man. This is great. We need a camera feed on that face. It's, it's the where have you been doing face. As we're sitting, she was like, why are you sending that camera? What did I forget? <laughs> and what are you doing? Fuck! <laughs> so we'll, Chewie will go last. I'll go first. I started season two of Titans. Uh, Titans are back, bitches. Uh <laughs> the season two opener is a rough episode. Um, I don't blame the show. I blame kind of the fans and the reaction a little bit. Um, clearly, a lot of people were not digging the very, very dark R-rated tone that Titans went with for the first season. Although I think it worked because they use violence as a story, not as a like just product in the show. It was actually mm-hmm. motivated by the choices and ramifications of other choices. And it made sense. And I thought it worked. However, it doesn't really feel very Titan-Z. So I can see why they decided to switch it out and bring in some more Titans-like character like Aqualad and Superboy and all these other people. And uh, you just really have to get through that first episode where they just wrap up all of season one in about 45 minutes and then spend about 15 minutes being the actual season two first episode and set up Titans Tower and who the Titans are and that sort of stuff in a real short time frame. Oh, wow. Um does that actually work? Like, does that feel weird? Oh yeah, it does. Okay. It does not really work as an episode. Oh. Um, but the the parts that like, there's enough entertaining. It's just as a singular piece of entertainment, it fails. But okay. it's still a good. It's good for fans. Like, okay, I can get all the things I need out of it. But it just kind of feels like a recap of a show that didn't happen. Oh, okay, it's <laughs> the best way to describe it. Um, it's like, oh, do you remember all this stuff from season one? No, because it didn't happen. Yeah, we're just gonna jam it all in the back end of this. Oh. So like they deal with the Trigon character, and if you don't know who Trigon is, he's uh, Raven's dad. Uh, he's a demon. He's horrible, horrifying, and they deal with all of him in about like <laughs> ten minutes. But he's so lovable in Teen Titans Go. So uh, he is. Hello, daughter. He's <laughs> so disappointed because it was played by one of the guys from uh, Castle. Yeah. And oh, 
I love him in Castle, and he was great as a villain. He was. But he, you know, doesn't really get to shine too very long. No, they definitely are going more towards the, uh, uh, let's just be titans. Like, let's just, and then they actually, uh, I'll get through this as fast as I can. They deal with it in a very interesting way, where they play with the idea that titans have always been a thing, and they just weren't during the first season. Because a lot of the characters and side characters they meet up with, Dick has worked with in the past in various forms. And then season two just goes, those various forms were the same form. It was Titans. And Titans went away, and now Titans are coming back. And I'm like, okay, that kind of works. Okay. As long as you don't really like really pull on that thread, it doesn't fall apart. And it's like, okay, I like it. It worked. Okay. Um, it's a good way to get around the super negative, uh, dark vibes of the first season. And just kind of like, that was just kind of a weird outlier of this is where they were, and this is where they're going. Do, which do you prefer in the case of this show, though? I'm not. I've only seen the first episode, so I don't know okay. how the lighter will feel. Okay, but I like. Super I would like Boy. to revisit like that question later. Lad. Yeah, I mean, I like all the characters I'm bringing in, so I'm assuming <laughs> I'll like it more. And Beast Boy can now turn into more than just a tiger, so that's good. We got a, we got more of a budget for that. <laughs> yeah, uh, in the first episode it turns into a snake, so it's kind of nice. So I'm excited to see where they go with it. But the, I don't want to talk about Titans all day every day, especially because we only watch one episode. So, uh, John, what about you? Well, unfortunately, we're not leaving the DC universe for my Where Have You Been Doing. I'm fine with that. Yeah. Uh, so I've started to replay Batman Arkham Asylum thanks to the Epic Stores just giving away games at this point. Yeah. Like, good games. We've got uh, eight games from them. Yeah. And this is not the Xbox, we're just going to give you the crap that we couldn't sell thing that they do every month. This is like, yeah, all three of the Arkham games that were done by Rocksteady, free. All the Batman Lego games, free. And so my gaming, you know, future is pretty much set for a while <laughs> because I started playing Arkham Asylum and just it's such a fun world to be in. And the, the gameplay in that is so awesome. Mm-hmm. The story is cool. The way they ease in the rogues gallery throughout, it's just the perfect blend of it. They, they knocked it out of the park in the beginning, which is a very yeah. interesting thing for a game to do. Usually you iterate and get way better. And I liked Arkham Knight quite a lot. Yeah. It just felt long, and City is uh, okay. It's kind of crazy pants, but yeah, we're we're in the minority of thinking that's not a great game, and I've never liked City. There's a lot of weird decisions that game makes, but Asylum is just such a perfect nugget of a game, I guess. Yeah, and it doesn't feel overly long. I'm really cooking through it, and it just it feels like it's in that right time space of how long it takes to play, how long all the side things take to take care of. It just feels like a good balance. I'm excited to go back through it because I haven't really gone into any of the Batman games since I've gotten back into reading Batman comics as much as I have now. Yeah. Um, and when the games came out, like I hadn't really read them in years. And now I'm every week I'm reading at least one, if not more. So it'd be kind of nice to go back in like, oh, what references did I miss? Yeah. Back when I wasn't reading as much. And it's nice to have a bat suit that's not all gizmos and gadgets and more yeah. Iron Man suit, which I mean, it works. It works for the progression of the story in the games. Mm-hmm. But having just a basic suit with just basic gloves and belt and have it all kind of stripped down and back to the basics was really strong move. Oh yeah. Like it's impressive going back through it again and just a delight. Chewy. Um, did we talk about it? The end? No, (laughs) I like that name better. So do I. Is that the name of it? Uh, it's it's chapter two. It's chapter two. The tagline is it ends. Oh, it ends. Uh, We saw it. We were so hyped for that movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yes. Hyped. Because we loved the first one. It's a great movie. And my review of It, the end, slash chapter two, whatever, um, 
is how can you bully a person with their chosen identity? Yeah, that was really weird. Because uh, the end of the movie, they... Well, di- spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. It's a spoiler alert. Spoiler. Okay. They beat him by calling him a clown. <laughs> You're clown. just a clown. Yeah, I know. That's why I chose this one. And it's like, oh. This is working? You're oh, you're a bully. You're just a clown. You're what? just this. I'm like, why is he ashamed well, yeah. of the form? If yeah, what? Why is that uh, making him small? And then you kill him as a baby. I would much rather a big spider. They have to chase down a tunnel and kick its ass. Yeah, yeah, me too. <laughs> that would have made more sense. I kind of miss the kick its ass ending. Like there's something just kind of triumphant about that ending, both in the yeah. book and the '90s fucking yeah. TV yeah. special. Yeah, and Mike's an ass. Yeah, Mike sucks. And he doesn't get terrorized. He just kind of watches everyone get, else get terrorized and tell them, "Come on, we still need to do this." And you're like, "It." The movie itself ha- <laughs> makes you realize that the filmmakers didn't understand the book. I don't think so. So I, you saw it too, John? I don't I remember. I did. I didn't. I, didn't. I, I've, I liked it when I saw it the first time, and then I got to see it again. And just the second time through, started like be, all the threads started falling apart. Yeah. And there are just key things throughout that make you think, well, you had it right with the kids, but man, you must not have remembered that part of the adults to really make... Like, yeah. I just it don't just, think there's enough there as the adults. It really annoyed me, though, was specifically with the... Yelling at him with his chosen identity. And I keep saying that specifically because he is an abstract concept of a being. Yeah. He can take whatever form he wants. And he chooses to be a clown. So, like, if you're going up to a transgendered person and you're going to be like, you're just a woman, and that person wants to be a woman, how are you insulting them? Thanks. Thank you for recognizing my chosen identity. It's, it's really that part of it that sours me a lot on the movie because he could just take any other form and he has to he has to obey the laws of his form while just be the spider. Like He can just be small. It starts to... Uh, and the movie also has a weird thing with the suicide that I don't like. I don't like how they frame it as... Yeah, spoiler, they frame it as like, I just knew I wouldn't be an asset to the team, so I took myself off the table. And it's like, and it's triumphant. And they're like, oh, no, oh, that's oh. such a weird thing to do yeah. in the movie. And it's at the end of the movie when they're all happy. And I already have complicated feelings about that in general. So then for them to play on that, it's just like, what did you, what are you guys doing? Yeah, there's there's a lot of problems with it. Yeah, I was very, Although I very will, disappointed. I will say this. The filmmaking's still on point. And oh, yeah. If they ever do release that version that he said that he's going to make it like the book, so both stories are told at the same time, I'm 100% there. Yeah, give us the whole Bloody Affair version of this yep. or whatever. I'm totally yeah. in. Uh, is it time to talk revenge? Yes. Revenge. Uh, so revenge, uh, I'll let Chewie tell us really quickly what the movie's about, what happens and whatnot, so we can kind of move through it freely. uh, In the movie Revenge, we are presented with a woman and a man who are coming to a secret desert hideaway mansion home thing. It's not really a mansion. cabin. It's not a hunting cabin. It's It's like this luxury. It looks like something that should be in Palm Springs, but it's in the middle of a desert somewhere in France. (laughs) And there for hunting for some reason. Yeah. Uh, And they get there and they're having their fun sexual romp. And mm-hmm. then his friends show up, and they're super lechy. 
and then the one, the dude that is super lechy, rapes her. And it's not pleasant. And then they go out in the desert. They try to kill her. Uh, they fail. Then they try to hunt her down. And while they're trying to hunt her down, she kills them. So it's a nice little switcheroo. Yeah. And for a movie that is a rape genre, I liked it. I would go so far as to say I loved it. I love everything about it except for the rape because I hate rape. Now, now this is where it gets really tricky. I love the way they handled it. I don't want to watch that part ever again, but as far as like if you're going to have rape in a movie and you're going to insist on showing at least an aspect of it, they did it in such a good way of like... They made it feel violent the whole time. Violent and like you couldn't look at it. So they show you yeah. just enough to make you go, oh God, I can't look at that. And yeah. then they don't do anything more with it. And this movie's not afraid of showing anything. What a difference having a different filmmaker, different type of filmmaker, a female filmmaker yeah. approach this topic than anyone else in the genre. Yeah, and it's, uh, it is definitely felt and it, uh, it far more effective. Like, there's something about this particular scene that rocked me to my core far more than any of the ones that just tried to show it or make it tantalizing or like that. Like, there was just... I mean, I guess that's the point. It turns it, it turns it around. It makes us... It does some very specific things that other movies in this genre don't do. Like they what? show her getting nervous. Uh, they show the thought process of... I know I'm in danger. And it's not that he's being violent towards her immediately. He's being... It's the way he looks at her. He's being very oppressive, yeah. And then they show her crying and just the moment when she doesn't say anything, but the guy looks at his other cohort and he's like, well, you either need to participate or leave. And you... They settle on that moment for a while where they, he takes a bite out of food and there's it's like a this, baby Ruth or something, just something gross. It's that he a, it's like a. Mm-hmm. It was, I thought it was a like a candy bear thing, baby. I don't know, but either way, they like focus on his mouth and like how disgusting, you know, the act of eating can be, and yeah. how it's very primal and selfish in a way. And it just it mirrored a little bit what was happening, and then he left, and he turned the radio on so he couldn't hear her screaming. And it's just like all of it, like it was all shot and choreographed in a way where you just, you feel awful. There but, was no fetishizing in the no, entire sequence. No, that's the sequence. big thing, yeah. And, and here's the other thing that I loved in that sequence. Uh, it's so weird to say that you love the sequence, but uh, the when the, the friend walks in and sees it all happening, he sees it, he eats something, he goes outside, he can still hear it, he doesn't like that, so he turns on the radio, and then he goes outside and goes for a swim, just while she's getting destroyed. Yeah. Uh, and then later on, when she finally comes up on him and he has this very clever plan so that he can finally capture her of like, turn his back, leave his gun out. And he's like, I'm just going to capture her, which works like a charm. She goes for the gun. She pulls it on. She pulls the trigger. He's like, nope, it was a trap. I'm going to drown you now. And while trying to drown him, he gets his eyes stabbed out and then he drowns in water. What happened to him? He watched the thing happen yep. and then went for a swim. Yep. Lost your eyes, died in yep. water. Like this, this movie's so fucking the smart. The symbolism in this, because I like her color is obviously pink. They yeah. put her in pink outfits. They give her pink earrings, and in this pink house, nails. yeah, in this house they have one wall that's all window, and you have a panel that's blue and a panel that's pink. And when she first sees the friends, specifically the dude who ends up raping her, Dimitri, yeah, he sees her through the pink lens, and yep. she sees him through that. 
And then it's flipped where her boyfriend is, his color is blue. He's wearing a blue jacket. He's got this other blue, blue stuff. Polo. Yeah. yeah. And then at the end of the movie, when he sees her, when he's gonna about, about to get shot by her, she's being seen through the blue panel and she sees her. Like, it's just, it's, um, it's really great with that. I don't know, yeah. better way to say it, I guess. It's very calculated, but not in a there, showy way. Everything in this movie is a choice. Yeah. And I'd even go so far as, yeah, to say it's like, this is the decisions you would have to make to make this work because it has to be intentional and these symbolisms have to be, like, they're all important. There's not a frame in here that's not important. Yeah. That builds the foundation for this because even every decision, just not seeing it, not like turning that around on you, you expect that you're going to have some sort of titillation in the beginning because they, the, the filmmaker, she kind of lets you have a little bit of a male gaze in the beginning and then subverts oh, yeah. oh, it and it's changes it. completely male completely. gaze. Oh, yeah. And then pulls the rug out under you very specifically during that scene. And all the, like, you watch these movies, and I get there's a sense with this genre why I don't watch it that the rape is the more important part of this, not necessarily the sure. revenge. Like, they want to say it is. She's empowered. But what's the camera doing? What's the set doing? Like you're saying, yeah. these decisions are all turning this around against us, even down to the a scene that really flips it, his foot when he steps in the glass. Oh, yeah. Turning that into a, a almost a visual that's almost like a vagina. Well, oh, kind of, yeah. yeah. I mean, he has to dig into it to get the thing out. And, oh, God, that scene wrecked me. So the guy that we're talking about there is the guy who actually... Dimitri. Ra- uh, Dimitri, the guy who actually raped her. Yeah. Um, and his death is just brutal. He deserves it. Oh, absolutely. That's All three of the dudes deserved exactly yeah. what they got. Like, that much is very apparent. But it was still just like... It wasn't that it was hard to watch. It's just like, God, this scene just keeps going. Again, like, and, and again, like, intention, it feels intentional, too, because it yeah. keeps going like... The rape that happened, it just these guys get the justice meted out on them in the proper thematic way, and you as you realize it's happening, you're like, oh god, like you're really in it. But like, and it's like just the he was penetrated by something that he didn't want, and it caused him pain. Like there's just like all of it, like everything is just so well calculated in a way that doesn't just like it doesn't hang a neon sign going like look how smart i am it just is Mm -hmm. and like that is just so impressive especially for a movie like this and like if you look at the reviews reviews are through the roof it's like an 88 on metacritic i want to say and a lot of them are like well if you thought the rape revenge genre had nothing left to say and i don't think it ever did here's this movie (laughs) (laughs) right and Just the the shots of her hunting them. Oh, it's so good. When she gets the gun and she... uh, She goes full feral. She goes full feral, like calculated, seasoned killer almost, like immediately. Because they call her stupid. Yeah. For a, a little while in the beginning, and then clearly, like if she if she doesn't have a great education, she has amazing survival skills, and just the act of her getting off of. Her life is saved when she's kicked off the cliff by falling on a tree and yeah. getting oh. impaled on it. Oh. Uh, because then her head doesn't clunk the ground. You'd think her, she would break her back, but there's a lot of like physicality of like blood loss and stuff in here that is unrealistic. Yeah. Uh, Especially the, the end. The end is just a bloodbath. Yeah, this is a very heightened reality when it comes to what your body can actually handle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> But she's able. She's smart enough to burn the tree that she's attached to, so that she can fall off of it. Because there's no way for her to get off otherwise. Yeah. 
and then she there's she, a symbolism of her charring her skin with a beer can. And that one of the dudes threw over the th- cliff at her. Yeah. Well, no, that one was in his backpack. Oh, that was in his backpack. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, I thought it was one he chucked at. Her. No. But oh, that's right. That's right. Sorry. And she gets him gave herself her like a tattoo of a bird, so she's like a phoenix rising from the ashes. So she burned. She lit herself on fire, and now she is reborn, not as this sexy man candy thing, but as this man killer, and I love it. I love that. And it's also like a, it's down to like the design. The only thing that she keeps from her, um, from her earlier persona of this kind of ditzy blonde who's just super hot, she doesn't mind like being a little showy. The only thing that she keeps is her earrings. Her earrings, yeah. Everything, she's down to her underwear otherwise. And it's not sexy underwear by any stretch of the imagination. She just looks like a feral badass who is absolutely coming to kill you. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And it's it's interesting, the turn, when she turns into the the feral killer or the badass rising from the ashes. I was surprised but pleased that, like, I was cheering at that moment. I was like, she's going to put the beer can on her and she's going to have that bird symbol on her it was like the, it was like that's I didn't even cool think that she was going to burn the symbol on her when she was peeling off i was like wait there's there's a bird design on that what wouldn't it <laughs> yeah. be cool if she did this and and yeah. they didn't and it was an unexpected thing to feel in that moment where i don't know if you would feel that in other movies of the genre where it's like that turn felt real and felt powerful in a way that these movies don't provide that no. and, I, and i think the the, the symbolism the all of it worked really well in that. That's my favorite moment of the thing where she transforms, I guess. She takes is a it? shitload of peyote <laughs> and does her own. Oh God. Which her own still first is strange to me because peyote, I associate so much with native Americans. Yeah. I don't know if that's just something that we lied about or just, I don't know. cause you said it was a local thing. And as far as I knew, they were in France, but I have no idea if they're supposed to be in France or not. Like I, yeah. I honestly don't know where this thing took place. Huh. Um, but either way, like the whole peyote sequence, I thought was fantastic, and I, I just I liked it because the just the framing of it of uh, when they when he gets dropped off the helicopter pilot right is the one who tosses yeah him some peyote, he gives it like, as like a like a homecoming gift or yeah something. like have some fun and he's like I'm not touching this shit it makes you go crazy and he tells this whole story about how he had a friend who took too much peyote and sawed off his own leg and died with no blood in his body because he couldn't feel any pain. So as soon as she takes that peyote and hides it in her necklace, it's like, well, that's going to come back. I bet she's going to drug the guys or something and just like yeah. peel their skin while they don't know what's going on. Like, what's happening to me? And it's like, oh, no, she's going to use it to uh, first aid on herself. Yeah. And it is so Ooh, brutal. Yeah. Just watching her carve into her own skin. God. Like, this movie does not shy away from uh-uh. the... But, I mean, it's there was a period of time where I got really into French horror, and I, I mean, people are probably yell at me for this one, but as far as I know, French horror movies are not like they're not rare, but they're not super common. Like they're not as in love with the genre, say Americans or like Germans or Koreans, or have the um, notoriety of Italians. Yeah, or like the Italian horror. Like the French horror film is kind of a it's not a rarity, but it's also not as popular as other ones. And the the common ending, at least for a while, especially in the early two thousands, of a French horror film is it's going to end with a girl basically maybe in her underwear maybe not but basically dead covered head to toe in blood and just the lone survivor and as we're watching this and it starts going that way i'm like oh this is a french horror movie (laughs) super fucking violent she's basically naked and she's gonna be covered head to toe in blood as the lone survivor at the end yeah oh we are watching a french horror film how do you like it (laughs) i liked it a lot 
And I, I want to be able to say I loved it, but I still have a hard time saying that about a rape movie. That's what I mean. Like, I, I'm as close to loving as possible, yeah. but I don't think I'd ever want to watch it again because no. it is just so brutal. I could just skip over that with Tar. It's just, I, I hate watching it. Oh, yeah, especially because uh, like they do it so well. Of like the, it's from the moment we're jumping all over this movie. I apologize. Uh, the moment she wakes up that morning, and he, like uh, she had just been dancing with the night before, and she was dancing in a really provocative way to try to get her boyfriend jealous so he'd go bang her. It worked. Um, and even at that point, I remember asking you like, "What is this person? Like, I've never been around a woman like that ever in my life." And you're like, "Well, she's a woman who will act ditzy and whatever to get whatever she wants." I'm like, "Oh." Well, that makes sense because she got exactly what she wanted. Yeah, she was she exib- she lived in a world at that moment where if you act this way, you you get whatever you want from a man. And it's the same yeah. sort of thing at the beginning when they first get there and she gives him a blowjob. Yeah, yeah, it's very it's serving to him and it's self serving to her because then she has in that type of woman's mindset she has full control over the situation because whatever she wants she'll get by seduction. Yeah, and then. That didn't work out. No. Um, but either way, the moment she wakes up the morning after that whole dance sequence and the guy is so excited to see her and just gets excited, jumps up, there she is, pulls out a chair for her. And the moment she sits down, he just has that look on his face and it's like, well, here we go. There's even a moment right before that where it's either sunscreen or something that he gets on her lower back as he guides her to the chair. Oh, the moment she wakes that, up and sees him. That, From their moment on, it's like, fuck. That, that moment, I was just like, Oh my God, get out of there. Yeah. Like, and that's the problem is you know what you're sitting down for. You know yeah. what you're watching. You know where it's going. And it's just like, damn it, I don't Not even watch in a, this. Not, not like my anxiety in the movie was starting to ramp up right then. And it's interesting. It's interesting to explore the, your feelings as you're watching this. And this movie makes you explore the feelings. Yeah. Which I think is ugh, such a testament to it. Now, how did you guys feel about the boyfriend? Because that's the only guy we really haven't talked about at all. Uh, He's a sociopath. Well, clearly. Clearly a sociopath who just kept trying to. Anyone who thinks they're going to solve problems with murder, they're not exactly uh, on the same <laughs> thinking yeah. level as the rest of society. <laughs> um, but I do like that that was his thought process for everything. Well, she's going to be a problem. Well, he tried to bribe her first. Yeah. She didn't want to be bribed. Good for her. Um, so he decides to kill her. Bad for her. Uh, well, it's near the end of the movie, he screams at her, women always have to fight. Yeah. And it's just like, well... Yeah. There are people. Because we don't want to be controlled by you. <laughs> yeah. Because you suck. But he's, so that's how he lives his life. I'm sure his wife fights with him all the time, and that's why he's cheating on her. Yeah. It was very interesting having him turn really suddenly. And like you, knew, you, you know that they're all going to be bad, but... He I was, didn't. I honestly didn't. For a moment, I thought but they I think, were going to kill the movie him. Was, and maybe this is just because of the, the era we're living in and just the Me Too movement. Everything that's been going on, I was expecting, like, he's seemingly the most nice guy, the most honorable guy. He seems nice. That's a, like, that's not, I don't believe him. Like, there there was a sense of distrust with him because he seemed too, like, blue. He wore blue. He seemed good and right. And there was an expectation I had where I was like, he's going to turn. And when he pushed her off, I was like, there it is. There's a reason why. Oh, it was way before that. Yeah. It was the moment he came back and he didn't do anything. Right. Because I remember having that moment. Like, I was so gullible. I actually thought he was on their side. I thought he was going to be a problem for the other two dudes to take care of. I didn't realize he was going to be the fucking ringleader of, yeah. like, let's just kill everyone and go home to our families. Um, but that moment when he comes home and he's so mad and he's like, what are you doing, you fucking 
nuts. Rah, 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 rah. She's like, get the helicopter. I need to get out of here. He's like, I will take care of it. And as soon as he said, I will take care of it, I just went, uh, him too? Fuck. Yeah, he's yeah. not consoling her or anything. Nope. Now he's Now she's just a problem. And I thought for a moment there, I'm like, okay, well, maybe he's going to try to reconcile. And then it just, like, within, by the end of the scene of, like, well, no, why don't you just, like, just stay here. They'll come in and apologize. We'll be fine. I'm like, oh, he's the problem. He is yeah. 100% the problem. And I certainly wanted to believe that he was going to take care of it. Like, yeah, he was, that, that, that actor deserves some props for pulling that off. Like, he was like, he, okay, he's, oh, he'll take care of it. No. Like, this should have been, like, things aren't, go- like, what's going on? This isn't right. It doesn't he feel re- right. He really pulled off the fake phone call to the helicopter. When she's standing yeah. at the edge of the cliff, he's like, all right, you know what? This is getting too far. I'll call the helicopter. We'll yeah. just deal with it. Just give me the phone. And, cause, especially because the friend thought he was doing it. The friend looks annoyed. Yeah. He's like, no, we can't. Like, shit. Okay, fine. I guess we'll just have to deal with this then. I got the feeling that he was lying <sighs> right away just because of how, like, they showcased how easily he can flip himself to be a liar. Like oh, when, yeah. after he has sex with her and then he has to call his or his wife called him yeah. and he has to talk to her about food for some event they're doing. And yeah. then he ends that call and goes right back to the girlfriend, Jen. But there's a difference between a scumbag and a murderer. I took him as a scumbag. I didn't think that he was going to be the, the no, murderer. But I mean, it is signs of a sociopath. That's true. Where yeah. you your emotions are so acted that you can fake them whenever you want to. And I, I think there's just something to be said about your perspective versus my perspective of a woman's just versus man's where I could go, he's probably just a scumbag. That doesn't mean he's a dangerous person. Um, and that's just conditioning of years of, I don't have to be afraid of those no. people. And I think I think the movie was very interested in bringing that out. Yeah. I, I think, I, I, and with all the intentionality of this movie, I think that's an interesting question of like, where did you think him evil? Yeah. And the fact that we thought, thought it later is like, I feel indicted a bit. Yeah, and I'm like that's, that's that's a good thing that this movie was doing. Yeah. And like, wow, this movie is a great movie for somebody who's not afraid to question themselves at least a little bit. Of like, well, where did you find the problems? Because right. I, I have a lot of like good friends who will watch this movie and just go like, yeah, it's a good movie. They wouldn't try to look in the mirror. They wouldn't try to go like, well, what did this make you think or what did this make you feel? Right. And it's like this. That's all this thing was trying to do. Like, I mean, it was trying to be a movie, obviously, but there was so much of a discussion that can be had afterwards, mm-hmm. and I think an important one, especially for a lot of guys today. And that's why, like, uh, when we get to the very last segment of this thing of uh, would you recommend it, you can guess where I'm going to end up, end up with it. Especially if you listen to last week when I told you to watch it because I recommend it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but what have we missed? What haven't we talked about in this that we really wanted to make sure we got? I know I have one thing, but was there anything that you guys did not hit on? I talked about the production design. Okay. Really John, was there any one thing that we really missed on your end? Because I have one that I, I think is very, very fascinating. I'm excited to talk about. I think we covered it. The big one that was really a st- uh, an interesting point for me was, yeah, the long drawn out death of the, the rapist. Yeah. Especially the imagery there was very, in- it was playing in very interesting imagery. And that was the big thing that was caught on. Uh, so where I'm coming from, uh, the thing that I thought the most interesting, especially when it comes to like a lot of rape revenge movies, uh, there is this kind of gross subsect of uh not subsect but this is a gross idea that you have to make the rape sexy and if you're not gonna make the rape sexy at least in some way you got to make the girl sexy at a different time of like okay so maybe we won't show her show her body during the rape but we're gonna show it really well earlier so at least you still get some entertainment out of seeing this woman naked mm-hmm. and this one 
wholeheartedly avoided that. The only time oh. you actually see her legitimately this like naked is when another guy is peeping on her in a predatory awful way yeah. it is not a glamorizing shot it is not sexy no it is there's nothing you like, actually see her boyfriend naked more than you see her and naked. that's where i was going with it the only person who gets gratuitous showy nudity is the man yeah the dude is the one who is just objectified like right out of the beginning he's the one who walks around naked we see his butt more times than can count you see his you know, wiener you see his, his wiener, floppy wiener his floppy wiener <laughs> uh you see how desperate the actor was to not show his anus because every time uh he's walking he is just clenching <laughs> so hard uh and i just i thought that was just a a fascinating thing to throw on top of a movie that's already doing so much work of just having so many things to say and do and do it all so well on top of that just the gratuitous nudity going for the man over the woman i think is just a it's kind of a refreshing change of pace like it is and it makes you approach it it makes you think about it and i think in this genre of the movie you need to be forced to deal like think of things you need to be forced to think about it and talk about it and yeah just another decision where it's like well obviously she's doing something different with this turning it around flipping it around like every aspect of this is turning this around on the genre itself, on the male viewers and the expectations going into it. And just, yeah, I thought it was a very interesting choice and how it just plays in that last scene. And oh. they're, just, they're running around in circles in the room. <laughs> and it's... But it's, it doesn't even feel like cat and mouse. It doesn't. It just feels... It, you, it gets to a point where you don't know who's chasing who. Yeah. And I love it. And it feels almost... And this is the only time I've ever encountered it. It feels almost Kubrickian. Yeah, a little bit. And that's like... I don't want to be film school hoity-toity saying that, but that's the first time where it's like I'm seeing, like I'm seeing, you know, Jack going after, yeah, uh, Shelley Duvall. Thank I'm you. seeing, <laughs> <laughs> I'm seeing all those scenes where he's chasing with the axe. I'm like, I'm seeing that they're chasing yeah. each other with these implements, but they're e- like they're given this equal space. It's a very interesting construction. It was so well done because like when you cut to either one of them, they're not running away. Neither one of them are no. ever running no. away. No. They're always trying to kill the other. And just specific, her survival instincts are showcased during that sequence so well. Oh, and she so, almost gets shot around the corner? Yeah, because she, she's going. She's following the blood, and she looks at it. She's about to turn a corner, and she, you can see it on her face. Like, he wouldn't you, run away. You feel it. Not that. It's just like whether or not she's thinking he wouldn't run away. It's that she feels like, I shouldn't go yet. And then she kind of fights that for a moment. And she's about to take a step and she sees his blood pooling on the floor. Oh, yeah. And then she's like, oh, nope, there he is. God, his wound was gross. Oh. Like in the best way possible. It was just like oh. a pile of hamburger just on his face. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, people don't really showcase what a uh, a rifle or shotgun will do to you in that fashion yeah. very often. Yeah, it's not going to punch a Especially one as like, high-powered as the one she's yeah. got. Yeah. <laughs> Which uh, is a terrible thing to use for hunting, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are you, like, you're not getting much of a you're trophy. You're ruining your meat and your trophy. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, I guess if all you want to do is kill. But again, like, think of that. Like, think of even that minute of a decision in yeah. the whole set design and props design. That's who they are. That's who these guys are. Yeah. They're not... Yeah hunting for efficiency they're hunting for control and subjugation and like destruction yeah and it's just it's such a very interesting choice yeah. uh the last thing that i wanted to mention this beyond just we kind of talked about the last action sequence enough but I, I just i think that is just the most brilliant sequence in the movie of just them both in full predator mode um <laughs> can i just add before you jump on yeah. when he came back and i saw how pristine that place was 
my first thought was like, you know what would be really cool? Is if that whole pristine place got really bloody. <laughs> and then the rest oh. of the movie was just like, you're going to get your wish. I'd only, yeah. seen, uh, I'd only seen the trailer once and then I saw a still. And the still was her in her underwear with the scar and everything in the house with the gun. So as soon as uh, he went back, I'm like, that place is going to get fucked up. And I just, uh, I just, it makes me wonder, like when that helicopter finally comes down at the end of the movie, does really? she, does she just pass out from loss of blood finally, or like what is the, what is the thought process going to be of that helicopter pilot? Really hope he wasn't good friends with the main guy. Yeah, and will he just leave? I mean, would it be like the I am not going to be part of whatever just happened here? <laughs> right. Really hope he takes her with. Yeah. Um. Now I'm forgetting what my last thing was. I had I'm one sorry. last thing. No, that's fine. Uh, it must not have been that important. Um, yeah, let's just move into quotes then. I didn't really have a quote on this one because it's not exactly the most quotable movie. There's actually very little dialogue when you think about it. Yeah. Specifically from her. Once she gets into primal mode, she doesn't really talk at all. Uh, so my quote will come... Far more from the the line that made my skin crawl the most. Okay. It's a line that as soon as it said, I went, oh. And it's uh, it's from the rapist, and he's talking to the main girl, uh, and she keeps trying to be polite. And you can just see that I've been the guy on the other end of these conversations, not obviously this bad of one, but of, hey, I'm trying to talk to this girl, and she says something, and basically what she's trying to say is, I'm not interested, go, and go away. Me is not a horrible human being. I got the hint and I went away. Uh, this guy decided up 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 the ante and went, Why don't you like me? As soon as he said it, I'm just like, oh fuck. Oh, I, just, I hated it. I hated uh. it so much. And she tried so hard. It's just so heartbreaking. You're just too short. Or too little is like what I think she says. But yeah. that's a language barrier. Oh, well, that could have also been a choice because you're talking about his height and possibly his oh, penis. That, could, that very well could be. But like, even in that whole concept of like, what did I do wrong? Yeah. That a lot of guys seem to be entitled to know. Like, what did I do wrong? It's not to make themselves better. It's like, they need something to be to get angry about. Yeah. And there's nothing she could say to win. So it's no, like... As soon as that question's out there, uh, she's, she's, she's in trouble. Yeah. And for me around that time but before is and i referenced it before just that that hand on the lower back thing yeah. that made my skin crawl almost absolutely apart i was just stick to my stomach and that i think that well not my favorite it's like the biggest moment for me like of yeah. just changing how i'm gonna see this movie last but not least it's like it's not really the dialogue that pulls me into this movie. It's everything so, else. Uh, so, what would your favorite moment be then? Or the most effective? Saying a favorite in a movie like this is tough. Yeah, we both. I I've, I definitely went effective. Yeah, I did. T- I don't like the line. Yeah, <laughs> it made me I, extremely uncomfortable. I love the shots on her eyes. Essentially, ooh. If I had to choose that, the shots on her eyes when she's hanging upside down. Uh, and she's trying to figure out how to set the tree on fire. And then the shots of her eyes when she's starting to trip out on peyote and cut into herself. Like, they're both, like, you're seeing her thought process and you're seeing how she's changing in a way. Uh, 
like and especially like it's just very survival and primal like i feel like you're saying a lot without having to say anything in both those shots there's something i mean we didn't really talk about it but none of us are cinematographers this movie's impeccably well shot oh so everything like i said everything in this movie is a choice and it's yeah. well choreographed the uh, the shot of her on the atv just riding through the desert with uh, her pink star earrings like this this looks straight out of a comic book like it's yeah. just beautiful to look at so well and done. the music so like good. it's the uh, electronic nature of it and almost feeling barbaric again at times yeah thumping oh man this is a tough one for a uh for a review system because uh it's not something you can go goofy with right? yeah so i'm just gonna forego the review system for this one we're gonna jump right to do you recommend because the review would be just a little bit too tough and i think whether or not you recommend it will say uh what you thought of it uh and as we were kind of saying earlier through the conversation i uh, i think this is an incredibly important movie for men specifically to see i mm-hmm. uh, I think it's great for women, obviously, as well. I mean, great is a strong word. Um, But I I will use the word important for men to see. And it's important to think about, like, how did this make you feel? How did the guys make you feel? Do you find yourself relating to the guys in any way, shape, or form? And why is that? Like, there's just so many things for you to reflect on with yourself, especially in today's climate, that will come up, hopefully, in your head while you're watching a movie like this that is just so visceral and violent and just shocking and just hard to watch, but coming from a very different place than any other movie in the genre. Uh, so, yeah, I would hi- highly recommend. Uh, but, you know, good luck. <laughs> yeah. I definitely recommend it as a movie to be like seeing a woman come into her own under dire uh, experiences, but definitely lots of uh, trigger warnings. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you have sensitivities, maybe just fast forward. I wouldn't say fast get... forward. I would just, say just if, I if you can't, if you honestly think you can't take those trigger warnings, don't watch it. Yeah. Because it's, not... it, it's never going to get easier. The subject matter never gets easier. If you don't watch yeah. the scene, it never gets easier. That's my opinion. But it, I mean, if you think people could fast forward through it, then. If you, just, if you just need the knowledge of this woman was brutalized and then get the rest of the story after that, I think you can still really enjoy it. You'll know when to move. Yeah. The movie really ramps up to it. You'll know when it's coming. Uh, John, what about you? I think I would recommend it to the people who profess themselves to be nice guys. <laughs> and I, and yeah, I, and I don't A lot of those guys will just complain and be like, it wasn't fun. Well, it's not supposed but, to be fun. But, but that's the thing. That kind the, of is though. For her, not for them. No, but I mean to watch like the the revenge is actually kind of therapeutic. Like she yeah. really gets revenge, and it kind of feels like she takes on like three video game bosses. Like they all yeah. kind of have their different places, like because structures. But the, and, but the revenge but the rape film wasn't fun. No, no, God, no. But like, there's the trapping. It's like it's a revenge film, so revenge films are fun. We like a lot of them, but just those people who don't reflect on themselves and think of themselves as nice. Like even if you aren't those guys. There are some aspect, whether through passive passivity, through ignoring when a friend has tried to express how they oh, like. I think, got it. If you've ever listened to Green Day's "Nice Guys Finish Last" and thought that song's about me, you should watch this movie. Yeah, but as a <laughs> as a piece of self reflection, I think this movie is put need to be pushed in that direction. Yeah. People who have dealt with issues like that, or who would even maybe even be triggered by this maybe don't need to see this. I wouldn't even recommend it in that regard because this is more like more of an indictment 
Yeah. And I think the people who need it more are going to be the ones like those types of guys. I think guys would need to see this. Yeah, I'd say it's a it's a very, very... I mean, and I would just say guys need to see more movies written directed by women, but... That. <laughs> you should check out Emily's articles. Yeah, you should. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, boy. So that's, that's <laughs> week two for Halloween month. We went for horrible to heavy. Yeah. <laughs> We're nothing if not a roller coaster. Right? Yeah, <laughs> up and down. Oof. So next week, uh, we get my movie, which is also very heavy. Nowhere near as heavy. Uh, <laughs> it's a delightful romp by comparison. It is uh, "Let the Right One In," the Swedish vampire movie. Uh, one of my favorite movies of all time. Easily my favorite vampire movie of all time. Uh, was remade by Matt Reeves called Let Me In, which is actually a very decent remake. Uh, if you've ever had the inkling to be like, oh, remakes are terrible. Not true. Some of them actually can be pretty decent. And Matt Reeves did a really good job. I still think the original is better, but he still did a great job. I mean, he had great cast, great everything. But we'll talk about the original because yeah, if you think uh, remakes are te- terrible, you're going to hate the thing. <laughs> <laughs> Glasses up. We're <laughs> uh, going to hate Force Awakens. <sighs> uh, <laughs> Who else can we piss off? <laughs> Mary Poppins Returns. Uh, <laughs> Fuck Disney. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Craig. Uh, no, I'm not. I hate Disney. He knows it by now. I had another guy tell me recently how wonderful he thought that sequence in Endgame was with the women. And I'm like, all right. It was made for you more than it was for me. Uh, so let's do a quick round of plugs and then we can get out of this thing. So, ATH Network. Every Monday, be sure to check out Venture Bros. Tuesday, Samwise. Wednesday, Damage Boost. Thursday, us. Uh, Friday. Uh, Wednesday. Did I say Damage Boost? I meant said Demon Days. Yes. Damage Boost is on Fridays. Uh, also on Fridays, you have the wonderful Stargate issues that we're now in. Tomorrow will be week two of. Uh, you should definitely check out last week's Stargate one and then obviously tomorrow's and then so on and so forth throughout the month. It's a four-part article. It's incredibly interesting if you've never even been interested in the Stargate. Uh, and then also be sure on Mondays to check out... Uh, the Other Voices. Other Voices. Oh, I don't want to say color. Motherfucker, I'm just dying today. Uh, but yes, be sure to check out Other Voices on Mondays uh, and Stargates on Fridays and just everything on the HTS Network. We do a lot. We got something for you every day and yeah. sometimes more than one thing. Yeah, so. we, we are doing a lot. And it's, uh, it's time-consuming, so enjoy it. Yes. <laughs> uh, and then uh, I will mention here, and I'm going to start mentioning pretty much everywhere, we are coming close to the end of Venture Brothers. So if you have a show you would like the Venture Bros crew to cover, reach out to us. So far we have one Mork and for, Mindy. If that's what people want, I'll do it. <laughs> I would have no problem watching Mork and Mindy. I don't Mork know where we find Mork and Mindy. I don't know either, but I love that show. Uh, so reach out to us on uh, Facebook or any other social media feed and uh, let me know. So far we have one vote for Frisky Dingo, uh, which I would have absolutely no problem doing. Uh, that's everything. All right. We've done it all. Have Tune in next week. Let the right one in. Uh, go out and rent it if you haven't seen it before. Bye. 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 Oh.